hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend K.C. Williams, a.k.a. the Agent of Love of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I am a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to being love in action. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hello, I miss you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I love you. I pray that this week has been one that has been filled with greatness. I know, you know, if we're dealing with the real realities of life, it's hard sometimes, right? But I pray that even if you experience challenges or trauma on this past week or even on today, that the love of Christ can fill you enough to empower you through the Holy Spirit to push on. Amen. Listen, I love you and I thank you guys for tuning in week after week. All of the Being Love in Action family, I love you guys and I'm grateful for you. It is because of you that this podcast is going to all the homes and all of the places that it is. You know, um, we are almost at 13,000 stream downloads and I'm just amazed and you know um I just thank you guys and I am so appreciative you know of of the the emails that I've been getting man listen I read them and your words are encouraging me when you share with me how this podcast is helping you to grow as a believer, that is amazing to me. And if you have been saved, you accepted Jesus Christ as a result of this podcast, my job is done. If it's only one person, my job is done. I thank you guys and I appreciate you so much. Please continue to send us the emails. You can go on our website at www.gracegirl. Dot org. There is a tab for prayer requests. We, I pray over them personally. There is a team of, of intercessors that are connected to this ministry and we cover you guys. So listen, continue to let us know. First of all, if you have a prayer request, make sure you be a little specific. I know a lot of times, sometimes you have, you know, we don't always use our real names and things like that. And I'm okay with that. Whatever you're comfortable with. But I want to know, because a lot of times, sometimes people forget to put their names. All I have is like, you know, if you have like initials or something, I don't know. Um, and and so you can definitely let us know everything is done in privacy. Right. Um, and also you can, can you can leave comments, you know, hey, let us know, you know, how we can pray for you. And also, you know, even if you would like someone like me to pray with you, prayer of salvation, whatever it is. We want to be able to serve you and let you know that we are here for you. So I just want to say thank you. Um, don't stop the comments um, coming, you know, the the um, emails for um, the prayer requests, you know, and even if you don't have a prayer request, you just want to say how the podcast is blessing you. Please 
continue to let us know. It is truly encouraging to me. Amen. So thank you guys. Um, I, I know that this series has been a blessing to you guys. It has been a blessing to me as well. If I'm honest, I've said this before, whenever God gives me something to study and to work on and to read, you know, it always comes to me and hit me first, right? It hit home first, whether it's a word of encouragement or whether it's a word to challenge me to do better in my own life or to change, you know, the word of God is so power empowering. And so this series has been a blessing to me. We are now on part five. Isn't that crazy? You know, it is a six part series. I thought I was going to lint it out a little bit more, but God allowed me to just continue to keep the the six parts of the, the podcast. Y'all know how I can get sometimes, right? Y'all know I can just dive in a little bit deeper, but I don't want to prolong it any longer than what God gives me. I want to stay to the assignment that he gives, you know, that's important. You know, sometimes we get happy. Y'all know I get happy and excited, but I always want to make sure that I'm doing And we should all want to make sure that we're doing exactly what God wants us to do. I don't know who's going to tune in, but he knows. Right. So I want to always stay on God's script, not King's script. Amen. So listen, let us get into this text. Amen. We are looking at this series has been based off of Psalms 27. Today, we're looking at part five. So we're going to be focusing on Psalms 27 verses nine through 12. And I'm going to be reading um, the word of God from the NIV translation. Amen. The word of God says in um, Psalms 27, 9 through 12, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God, my savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, The Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path. Because of my oppressors, do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. So here is David. We're not sure at what point of this, his life, this particular psalm was written? Was it David the shepherd boy? Was it David who had been anointed as king, but not operating in his position yet? Or was it David operating as King David? We're not sure. One of the things that is quite sure about the life of David is that David was always facing a trial. As gifted, as anointed, as blessed as he was, David always was experiencing some type of turmoil in his life. Not to say that he didn't have moments of peace because he was blessed by God. And one of the things, if you are not familiar with David, you know, I always say it and I got to say it. This is my disclosure. This podcast is meant to give practical life applications from the word of God. So whether you are a theologian or someone who is, is, is a Christian that's been saved for however long, or maybe you're new to, um, to Christ and you're not very familiar with the word of God, or maybe today was your first day that you're saying, man, let me check out this podcast. Let me see what this, this woman of God is talking about. 
This podcast will allow any and everyone to come on and be fed. Amen. And when I say fed, getting some real meat or knowledge out of it. So if you are not very familiar with David and his life, who he was, he was a king, right? He was a a man of God that was called based off of his lineage. He was a direct descendant of Christ. Amen. Christ's lines, his lineage. So if you want to read about David and get an understanding of who David was, Um, I tell you to go and read in the Old Testament of the Bible, starting at first Samuel all the way through first Kings. So it's three particular um, it's three. Well, first Samuel, second Samuel and then first Kings, the first few verses of Kings, first few chapters, I'm sorry, of first Kings um, gets into the transitioning of King David. So it talks about as he's getting ready to die, you know, how he begins to transfer his legacy. Amen. So again, we're not sure at what point was David speaking from in this particular um, Psalm. David wrote half of the Psalms, the book, the book of Psalms are considered to be worship songs some of them were songs some of them are prayers you know to express the emotions of God's people doing whatever season of their lives it wasn't necessarily it's not a chronological book of uh, in the bible but it is definitely a book that encourages empowers the people of God then and actually now amen so now we're talking about the mindset of the fearless part 5 And we always look at what are the characteristics of a mindset of a fearless person. And we're talking about from a spiritual perspective. We're not talking about physical, physical, um, you know, being a physical strength. Right. We're talking about the mind because it is the mind that helps us or molds our thoughts. It is the mind that keeps us fear. You know, I'm very transparent. I deal with anxiety. Anxiety is fear. Amen. So, you know, and it manifests in different ways in our lives, you know. And so the mindset of a fearless person is not based off of their own might and power, even though some people believe that. And I'm not saying our own will to be strong or to have a certain mindset is not important but for some people they don't believe in a god at all they don't believe in god they don't believe in jesus christ they believe that their mindset is in their success is based on who they are and what they have done all on their own and you know i don't want to get into that but that's just like okay you know but but how can If we just look at the little, well, the big things, how can life be life without something behind it that created it? But that's just me, you know, I mean, that's just my brain. So we're not going to go into that part of it, but that's just me, you know, logic. So anyway, we've been talking about four main characteristics that David presented to us that we can take from David's from Psalm 27 people that are that have the characteristic of the mindset of the fearless are rehearsers 
of who God is to them. They remember God's history in their lives. They request of God to fulfill his word. And I remember Jeremiah 1 and 12, where it says, for I am watching to see my word fulfilled. God wants to have us hold him accountable for his word. Amen. He is a God that that's that's wants to assure you that if you hold me and make me accountable, then I'm going to show you who I am based off of my word. He says, I'm not a man that I should lie. Right. And then the fourth one we have been looking at is that they are rejoicers. And remember, I said they are interchangeably used in this particular psalm. So it's not like one particular characteristic is used per scripture, they're interchangeably used throughout this particular passage of scripture. And today I want to introduce the fifth characteristic, which is a heart of repentance. A person that has a fearless mindset. And remember, the mindset is one that is based off of God, modeled off of Christ. We're not talking about the world. We're talking about God. Amen. So, you got to have a repentive heart. I just I just want to share that with you. You got to have a repentive heart. And you may say, well, what is repentance or repentive heart? Right. When you have a heart of repentance, here's what you're saying, that you have the ability to reviewing of your own actions and you're feeling contrition or great regret for your past wrongs, which is accompanied by commitment to and actual actions that show and prove and change for the better. That's the official definition. So in other words, I'm going to break it down to you right now. I'm going to give you the shorthand version of it. What, what repentance is, it's not just saying, I'm sorry for doing something wrong. It is also saying, I'm sorry, but I'm going to change my behavior. Because many times people say they're sorry, but they continue to do the same thing over and over, which is, which says to me that they're really not, first of all, repentant. They don't really they're not really taking responsibility for their actions. Amen. So here you're going to see in verses nine through 12, where where in this particular passage where David is really showing us his heart of repentance. And one of the names that God gives David is he considers David a man after God's own heart. Now, what's so what is what is so interesting about that statement is because if you read the story of David, David was truly an imperfect person. David did some stuff, y'all. So I want you to go back. If you're not familiar with this story, go back to first Samuel, read it all the way up to first Kings, the first few chapters, which gets into the, you know, when he transitions. But I want y'all to understand David was an imperfect man, but he loved God and he never stopped not being blessed by God. What I believe that we all can learn from David was that David, even when he messed up, he had a heart of repentance. David did some stuff, y'all. And when David was brought, when his stuff was brought out in to him, at that time, God used the prophets of God to speak to the leaders and to the people. And so the prophet would definitely go directly to the king and say, listen, this is what you have done. Your sin has been brought before God. See, nothing is hidden. I know people don't like to, to understand that what we do that no other people see, God sees it. 
Yes, he does. He and he's going to hold us accountable. So, you know, you've heard the saying was done in the dark will come to the light. You know, that's truth. Maybe it won't come to a physical light, you know, where other people may know anything about it, but God sees it. And so he would send the prophets to go to the king. And David was a little different than Saul, who was before him. David, when he messed up, he would repent. In other words, he would not repeat that same behavior that he did before. That's why David was continued to be blessed. You know, he was continued to be blessed because he would turn away from the sin. Amen. So let's jump into the scripture. Let's get into the text. So now I'm getting ready to read Psalms 27. I'm sorry. Verses 9 through 12. And the word of the Lord says, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God, my savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a path straight because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes for the false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. So we're looking at the mindset of a fearless characteristic. A person that has a repentive heart. And I just told you what the, the, the actual definition, official definition is, right? But here is the two questions I want you to keep in the forefront of your mind as we go deeper. First one is, how do I develop a fearless mindset? When you come through this series, I give it to you actually early. I give you the characteristics. But through David's experiences, we're going to look at it from David's eyes. Because remember, he wrote this particular psalm. So we're going to have an opportunity to see him. David's life is an example to us. David's experience is the illustration for you and I to learn how we can have this fearless mindset. Is, a, is it a mindset of someone who is perfect? Absolutely not, because I'm not perfect. Oh, no, 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 ma'am, no, sir. And the other question is, who is God to you? Because this Psalm 27 is all about David's confidence in God. It's a very confident um, psalm. So who is God to you? Because maybe you won't really be able to understand David's stands as being confident in God because you don't have a personal relationship with him. And this is not for someone who doesn't know Christ. This is for someone who actually says you know him because then you have to understand that. And for someone who's listening, I pray at the end of this particular podcast that you say, man, I want to know who Jesus is. I want to know who this Jesus Christ is. And I pray that as a result of the podcast that you can be introduced to Christ Jesus. Amen. So David is, is letting us know that God's love is sufficient to meet 
not some of our needs, all of our needs in spite of the things we experience. I want you to understand being a follower of Jesus Christ, being a disciple of Jesus Christ does not omit you from hardships in your life. I just told you what I was dealing with, with my parents. I thank God that they're both in a, pl- a, a, a state of recovery and I'm praying for their full healing. But I also believe that they will be fully healed and recovered. But I got to deal with the realities of their recovery process. Amen. And that's with anything in life. Amen. So David starts off in verse nine by saying, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. Why would David ask this question? Why would he say, don't hide your face from me? And I believe because David is acknowledging that he know he's not really worthy. See, now we're on part five of the series. So you got to go back and really understand, you know, David, you know, and I talked about the characteristics. He, he admonished God. He re- rehearsed who God was to him. He remembered God. He requested of God. He rejoiced in God. Right. But now he's starting off by saying, you know, I know that I'm not really worthy of all the blessings that you have given me. Can we be honest with ourselves today? Because I believe sometimes we feel entitled to the blessings of God. And we know we ain't doing, if if we're on an honest, come on, I'm not asking you to grade yourself. You know, hopefully you got your pen in your pad or your journals with you while you're, you're doing this podcast. Because I want you to take notes and I want you to really be able to go back and really study for yourself. I want you to go back. I am an advocate for studying and reading the word of God for yourself. Amen. But listen. Are y'all honest? Like if you really evaluated yourself right now on a scale of one to 100. Where are you? One to five. I'm not going to give us that because that's too, that's too much. One to five. Are we really, are you really doing what you know God wants you to do? And if you're not, let's be honest. How many times we pray and ask God for something we want? Oh God, I need you to heal me. I need you to help me with this. Oh, uh, and, and, and did you really acknowledge God? Did you really praise him and worship him? Or maybe you start off with that little worship and then you went straight into what you needed. And isn't that amazing how we do God that if you can't say amen, just say ouch, honey, I, I can say ouch for you. I've been there myself. Amen. So David is at a point where he knows he's not truly worthy. And this is where that repentive heart starts off. He says, don't turn your servant away in anger see that's when you know you ain't right that's when you know you're not worthy he's demonstrating humility which suggests that he understands he's flawed and then he says you have been my helper do not reject me or forsake me God my savior oh I love it See, he's he's approaching God with a repentive heart. He's saying, look, God, I know I don't deserve. I don't even deserve you to listen to me. 
So please don't, don't turn. Don't ignore me, God. I need you to hear me. Have you ever been there? Have you ever approached God in a place of vulnerability where you know you raggedy? Come on, you know, I'm gonna keep it real on this podcast where you know you are not right in your heart. But see, that's the beauty of God's love for us because he says nothing will keep him from loving us. So I believe if you go to anybody, well, God, we're going to, I'm going to just stick with God with the honest heart of repentance. He will listen to you. But David said, I know you don't deserve to listen to me, God, because I ain't right. That's what David said. David approached him with a, 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 a spirit of humility. Remember, God searches the heart. So he sees us and he knows our motives when we coming up to him. And I want you to understand there's no such thing as I got to get together before I get to God. That's that's a trick of the enemy. Just be who you are, flawed and all where you are and approach God. The Bible says that you can approach the throne of grace and mercy boldly. See, you can be bold and approach God when your heart is filled with repentance. When you be like, God, I know I ain't right, but listen, I need you, Lord. See, God don't care about that's what he wants. So David is, is this is this fearless mindset. He has a repentant heart, y'all. And he says, you've been my helper again. Now he's he's remembering who God is. He said, don't reject me or forsake me. God, my savior. He's saying you are my God and my savior. He's making a declaratory statement. He's saying you are my God, my savior. Don't turn away from me. Oh, Lord. When was the last time you were vulnerable and honest with God? And as you are listening today to this episode, can you honestly say you have an authentic heart or has something in your life pushed you to a place of repentance? Think about it. I'm honest. Sometimes it takes tragedy or trauma to push us to God. Because if we're honest, many times the enemy, we're so caught up in the world. And what the world says, and we all, whatever. I don't want to hear that God stuff. Or, yeah, you know, God, whatever. I got this. And then when, when things happen, and like I said, even if you're saved, it doesn't mean that you're not going to experience things in tragedy. What it says is that through the spirit of God that lives in you, once you become saved, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit that lives in you. That's that that's that that helps you live, that helps you get through these hardships in life. You're no longer facing them by yourself. Amen. And so then he goes into verse 10 and he says, so we we're seeing that humility. We're seeing him saying, you are God, my savior. Then he goes into verse 10. He says, Though my father and mother forsake me. Why would he say that? I want you to get why would he say that? See, the parent child relationship is probably the most unconditional um, relationship of love to most humanity. The parent child relationship is not always easy. And watch this is not always considered a loving relationship. For those of us who had the, the the we were blessed enough to have both of our parents and both of our parents loving us right i'm not saying both of our parents being perfect parents meaning they showed us love for the most part 
But that's not always easy. See, David was speaking from a place of, you know, not necessarily that his mother or father. It was it was almost like saying, God, you are bigger than life. You are bigger than that relationship because you are God. You are my father. You are my heavenly father. Right. Think about it this way. It's not the most. It's not always easy. Adoption. Do you know people, parents and children are estranged right now? Somebody who's listening right now may not have a great relationship with their parents. Maybe it's because of you were adopted. So you never even knew your parent. And maybe you deal with rejection or you deal with abandonment because you, you felt like if they gave me up, they didn't love me. Right. But maybe they did love you enough to say, I'm not in a position to love you, to give you what you need. So let somebody else love you. And, and maybe it's because of your religious views. Maybe, you know, I'm a Christian. Maybe you're not a Christian. Your family, your parents are Christians. Maybe you decided I want to I want to I want to practice Islam. Maybe you decided I, I don't believe in nothing yet. I don't I don't know what it is with religion. So maybe that religious, you know, religion have separated you. Maybe it's your sexuality. Maybe, you know, you are considered a, a part of the LGBT community and your family rejected you. Maybe it's because you're a drug addict or you've experienced, you know, having a, a history of drug addiction or alcoholism. Maybe your parents physically abused you. Maybe those things cause you to have those psychological abandonment and rejection issues from your parents. And what people don't understand is those things from parents affect children into adulthood. That's why so many of us carry so many emotional scars. And also maybe your parent died when you were young or even when you were born. Women lose their lives. Bringing life into the world. And maybe you're angry, you know, because you're like, man, what, what kind of God would allow my mom to pass? You know? Or maybe you had a parent that was incarcerated. Maybe some of your life or all of their life. Right now, you know, and they never could really give you what you needed. And so you felt abandoned. And so David right here, when he's saying, though my father and mother forsake me, he was speaking in such a way that it covered for all of us in all of our things because he was speaking to the heart of his father. He pulling, listen, pulling or speaking to the father relationship to his child. He's speaking to God, his creator. He is God. He's speaking to God, the creator, and he is the creation. David. See, this is, this is what happens when you have a real authentic relationship. Remember, I asked you the question in the beginning. I said, I got some questions that I want you to think about. And one of the questions was, who is God to you? See, David is already letting you know who God is. He's saying, God, you are my creator. You know, even though my father and mother forsake me, you are my God. So here's a thought. Here's a question. What are those emotional scars or baggage 
you are still dealing with today from your childhood as a direct result of your parents. And listen, I want you to understand that forgiveness is so important. It's so important. I I, I can write the book on, you know, family and having, you know, um, I've had my fair share of issues with parents. And, you know, and and so I just want to encourage you to understand, you know, sometimes what you may have experienced has scarred you to the point where there is you haven't been able to forgive them. I get it. But here's what I want want you guys to do and this is something that um has helped me in this process of my life i want you to write down those emotional scars or baggage that you are still dealing with today from your childhood as a result of you know parental issues whether you felt it was abandonment whether it was rejection whether it was um you know, the psychological, whether it was still abuse, whatever it is, I want you to write it down and I want you to pray over it. And in prayer is where you can release those things to God. However, prayer is not always enough in that moment. I want you to hear me very clearly. Prayer is not always enough, people of God. Somebody trying to say, well, how can she say that? (laughs) Okay. I'm going to use this analogy. I believe in God. I believe that God is able to heal the sick. I believe in miracle signs and wonders because the Bible says that. I believe in it. Amen. But I also believe in science. And I believe that God gives man the knowledge to help us to get better with medicine. Amen. So if we can go to the the doctors to help us physically, We can surely go to the doctors to help us mentally. I'm a mental health advocate. I believe in 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 the body of Christ getting mental health services. Amen. So I believe in mental health. I believe it's good to have a clinical therapist or psychologist. They're part of the sciences as well. So you may be in a point in your life where you need more than just prayer. Maybe you've even gone to counseling. A lot of pastors, you know, I have some great, even my pastors and different pastors that I partner with and work with that. You know, my pastor is working on his PhD right now. He has, he has a a bunch of degrees, y'all, highly intelligent, but just a great man of God. But he's a clinical therapist in um, his profession. And so as a pastor, absolutely, you know, um, he can counsel you, but he also has the the knowledge behind counseling because he's also a clinical therapist. And now um, he's almost, he should be finished, I think this year or next year with his PhD. One of the, the, the mighty women of God who has partnered with me um, in the, within the Miss Intercessory Prayer Ministry, which is another part of uh, our ministries, um, Pastor Erica Fulton, she's an amazing clinical therapist and she deals with grief. She's working on her PhD. She comes out next year. And that's and, and so I'm saying this to you because I believe in that. And I believe that some of us right now, we may need to go to a clinical therapist. Amen. So I encourage you. I want you to understand. That God will receive us. 
in confidence. In your confidence in him. He will receive you. But you got to be confident in the God that you serve. And that's why I said to you, who is the God that you serve? Who is God to you? Amen. Do you have confidence in him? That's the question. Do you have confidence in the God that you serve? We're talking about that mindset of the fearless. We're talking about that repentant heart. So we see what David is is, is having this repentant heart and he's remembering who God is, but he's also in a humility approaching God. And then he says in verse um, 11, he says, teach me your way, Lord, lead me in a straight path. Because of my oppressors. That's important. Because we're looking at, remember, we're talking about having a repentant heart. He just said right before then, he said, God, listen, he was talking about don't let, you know, even though my mother and father forsake me, God, you will, the Lord will receive me. See, that's confidence. He's saying, God, I know you're going to receive me. Now he's saying, teach me your way. See, that's that repentant heart because he's saying, you know what, God, I can't do this in my own mind. And might and power. He says, lead me in a straight path. To me that when he's talking about the straight path, he's reminding us that our life must line up to the will of God. See, you know, there's many paths in life, you know, you're going to have detours, you're going to have forks in the road, but the straight path, whether it's a curve or turn, it's always the path that's aligned to the will of God for your life, your life, not your mama life, not your daddy life, not your sister, your brother, your, your aunt, your uncle, your pastor. It is the will that God has for your life. And, and, and when he refers to being straight, then what does unstraight mean? He says, lead me in a straight path. Then to me, that kind of means that an unstraight path or a crooked path is sin. It's man, you know, and so what he's saying is, look, God, I, I, I want you for your, I'm asking you, God, for your guidance. A repentant heart consults with God. David has laid out his petition to God. Isn't it amazing? This this man who begins to come to the father with such a heart that he's acknowledging, God, I, I need you. I know I'm not deserving of all that you have done, but I need you. David has laid out his petition to God. And how he did it was he started off. In verse nine, when he says, don't hide your face from me, don't turn. He's approached God in humility with the heart of repentance. That's the first thing that he did. And then the second thing he did was he acknowledged God as his helper and his savior. And then he goes into the third thing. He begins to have this personal dialogue. He's saying to God, God, you are bigger than that love. You are love. He's saying, God, when he talked about his father and mother. So even though your mother, father abandoned you or rejected you or caused you harm in your life, God's love supersedes that. 
But you won't know that if you don't have a relationship with him. And the fourth thing he does is he's petitioning God regarding his issue. David said, I need you to teach me your ways, God. I need my path to be straight. But none of this would be able to happen if he didn't have a heart of repentance. So this fearless mindset, heart in part five of the series, we're talking about a heart of repentance. Because if we want to be honest, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where God gets to, to see your actual heart. Listen. David is an example of relying and having a confidence in a God who loves you. You know, in John 3 and 16, the word of God says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The word of God reminds us in Romans 3 and 23. For we all have sinned and falling short of the glory of God. So maybe, you know, you've been away from Christ for a while and you're ready to come back. Listen, he's waiting right now for you. And maybe you don't know Christ. You're like, man, I've heard people talk about Jesus you know I've seen these fanatics I've seen people who represent Jesus and they just as mean and surly or you know some I'm just crazy man listen there's always going to be someone that profess to be something that's not truly that okay yes there are imposters in the church I want you to understand that the enemy ain't playing with nobody absolutely that's the word of God he said, in the last days, many will be, um, even the elect of God will be deceived. Meaning, you know, for those who just know they can tell, no, the enemy is cunning. But one thing that he cannot do is snatch you out of the hand of God once you are his. And so I say to you, salvation is yours today. If you'd like, it's simple. You don't have to give any blood. You don't have to offer a sacrifice. We thank God that Jesus Christ became the ultimate sacrifice on Calvary. He became the blood sacrifice for you and I. You tell me a God that gave up himself for you. And we'll have a conversation. Where he said, I'm going to give up my life for you. So that when you die in this physical body, that you will live an eternal life with me in goodness, not in hell where there's fire and there's death and there's torture. Let's be real. You tell me, do your research. There's always a requirement. Yes, there are many gods, but there's only one true and living God. And his name is Jesus Christ, who sits on the right hand of the Father, who died. And on the third day, he arose with all power in his hand. He defeated the enemy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Who, Jesus, thank you. I don't know who's listening today. 
But right now it's simple. All you have to do is declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. It is the heart, not your emotions. That's part of it. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Listen, I love each and every one of you. And I pray that you are blessed by today's podcast. I pray that today's podcast encouraged you and inspired you. And it gave you a better understanding of the mindset of the fearless. You know, I thank you for tuning in today. We thank you, all of us here at the Being Love in Action podcast. And we pray that you were blessed. If you'd like to contact us, I'm going to leave all of the contact information in the description box. So listen, yes, you know, I'm on social media. Y'all have to pray for me, y'all. I'm, you know, I'm not that big on the social media stuff, but I'm learning. I know, I know, I know. So you can definitely reach out to us on our uh, Instagram Facebook, all of that. But I'm more interested in in getting you to come to our website, which is www.gracegirl.org. If you'd like us to pray for you, go ahead and send us your prayer request. Or if you want to leave words of encouragement, or if you want to learn a little bit more about who I am and what I do. Listen, I love each and every one of you. Remember until next time, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I am Reverend Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries, a.k.a. the Agent of Love. And remember to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his love endures forever. Love you guys. Until next time, have a blessed one.